0: Welcome into another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime.
1: John, some Sports Guy Hickman coming to you on a fun Friday where we are hoping you guys are taking, you know, all the precautions you need to, but we can't allow this to stop our lives. So I'm I'm hoping you guys are having fun with your family, with your friends. It doesn't matter. Have as much fun as you can, but still be safe. Cody, you know, I want the listeners out there to be safe. But right now, the team off 610 and Kirby, they are moving reckless a little bit. The draft is a couple weeks away. They traded David Johnson. They got an additional second-round pick. They already had the 57 total overall pick. (laughs) Until yesterday, they had two second-round picks, and there was a lot of speculation. You guys will hear. First of all, we want to tell you to tune in to the Locked On NFL podcast so you can listen and check out the Locked On mock draft that all of the teams did. And when you hear what we did at number 40, which it could still happen, I doubt it now because of the news that broke yesterday. We went with T. Higgins, but the Houston Texans, well, they traded for Brandon Cooks. They traded the second round pick, which presumably will be that 57 total overall pick to bring in Brandon Cooks. And they will also get in that deal the L.A. Rams fourth round pick. There's a lot of recklessness going on. We knew that the team was not done, not over with. The uh, the thought process behind it, Cody, was they would wait until after the draft, but I guess they felt like this was a do-or-die deal, now or never. And so they pulled off a trade for Brandon Cooks. There's a lot of uh, speculation about whether it's good, whether it's bad. That is what we're going to talk about. And can I say something real quick, Cody? You guys better understand who I do this show with, because Cody Davis just don't stop working. We got to talk about <laughs> who you had a chance to speak with today. Is that a Mr. Darren Fells, the Houston, Texas tight end, who just got his bag, got his
0: money? Oh, yeah, Cody had a chance to talk to him. I just want to know who is the biggest risk taker when it comes to the general manager, because you have one general manager. Good question. You know, because you have one general manager who sits up in the Toyota Center. Um, He's the general manager for the Houston Rockets, and he's sitting up there, and everyone knows how important rebounding is in the game of basketball. Everyone knows how important height is in the game of basketball. I mean, basically, the shorter you are, the more talent you need and the the less success you will have in that sport. But you have that general manager saying, you know what, I'm going to trade my starting center He is a borderline all star, but yet, no, 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 no. I'm going to trade my starting center and start a guy that is 6'5. Then you have another guy off of 6'10 and Kirby, who is not only the GM, but the head coach. He said, You know what? I'm going to trade a generational talent for a guy that, you know, he could be good, but we don't know due to. The injuries he has been suffering over the past couple of years, and not only that, we're going to get a a highly respectable second round pick in a draft class that That's is loaded. a very deep loaded. That is very deep at the at the receiver position. But then, no, 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 no. Let's trade that pick and bring in another receiver just because. Yeah, I just want to know who is the bigger who is the biggest risk taker between Daryl Morey and Bill O'Brien.
1: Absolutely, Daryl Morey. You know what Daryl Morey does that Bill O'Brien doesn't do? That I mean, depending on how you look at the six or the nine, it's your own different uh, perspective. I'm sorry, perspective. Daryl Morey makes these trades and gives a lot of money out. (laughs) Daryl Morey has, you know, look at the Chris Paul deal and then we Traded Chris Paul just to take on Russell Westbrook's contract, and then the trade. It's just its a lot of money. Gave Clint Capella a lot of money. That was, at the time, I thought it was fair, but I can see how it could be questionable. But Daryl Morey plays with money a lot, which is why the Rockets are very handcuffed because they don't have draft picks, and a lot of their money are sunken into two or three players. But the thing about Bill O'Brien is eventually being cheap will only get you so far. But I want to talk about this trade because I know where people can look at it. You can look at it good or you can look at it bad. And I'm right on the fence before we even talk about how I feel about the trade. I want to let you guys know about what's going on moving forward. Brandon cooks is due a dollars this season with zero real money after next year. That means the Texans have a chance to either reconstruct his deal or release him and let him go. Uh, Also, the Texans' 2020 trades cap total, DeAndre Hopkins was going to make $12.5 million this year. The 57 overall pick would have made a little under uh, $1 million, and then the 131st pick would make a little under $700,000. That's the money that was going out. So that total, $14.1 million total. Now the money that the Texans are going to have to pay that came in, David Johnson, $11.1 million. uh, Brandon Cooks, $8 million. Randall Cobb, $6.1 million. And the 40th pick, which they got in the David Johnson trade, that pick will make $1.3 million this year, with their salary, which totals out to $26.5 million total. So here's why I'm right in the middle of how I feel about this trade. Well, first and foremost, Brandon Cooks has had five concussions in his six years. Cody, listeners at home, that terrifies me not because I'm judging what he could possibly do with the Texans, not because I'm judging what he could possibly do in the rest of his career, but simply as a man. Five concussions in six years. And I don't know if you remember this. This was against the Eagles? Was it the Eagles when he turned around? He, he tried to juke out of, uh, out of a, yeah, a tackle. He turned around and the got and the leveled level, and I thought for a moment Brandon Cooks was paralyzed on the field. I'm not saying this to be funny. This is not a joke. I thought he was out cold and paralyzed would not be able to walk again. He's he's had five concussions. And then I question if the Texans are once again trying to be like the New England Patriots. By the way, Jack Easterby worked for New England during Cooks' short stint. And again, what we're looking at is you bring in Randall Cobb, he's a slot receiver. Brandon Cooks is a multi-purpose receiver. He can do a lot from the outside because he can burn you and he can do a lot of damage on the inside because he's just too fast for any linebacker and a lot of times just too good for a nickel cornerback to cover, right? So he's a multi-purpose receiver. We brought in Randall Cobb. We have Kenny Steels, who I think is a good number two or three. We're going to see how good Kenny Steeles will be this upcoming year with his expanded role, and then we know about how good Will Fuller can be when he is on the field. So that leaves me to just look around the total, and David Johnson, by the way, because we know that David and Duke Johnson will be used in the passing game. What I'm looking at is a remake, remodel of what the New England Patriots have been doing ever since Randy Moss has not been on that team. Yes, we know how dominant they were when Gorkowski was on that field. But let's look at the other receivers on that team. We look at what the Patriots have done successfully with Julian Edelman. We look at what the Patriots have done successfully with Wes Welker, James White out of the backfield, Philip Dorsett, who all of these guys I'm naming are not top receivers. Danny Amendola. We look at Aaron Dawson. We look at Brandon LaFell. We look at Brandon Tate. All of these guys I'm naming once again are not top Receivers. And this seems like a way to one, stay under the money. You don't want to invest too much into one player. You want to stay under the money, make sure you have enough money to address other areas. But my question is is your system really, really going to be able to to thrive with that type of mentality? the question behind that is we don't know we don't know what the first year tim kelly offensive coordinator is going to be able to do and i'm not sure if he will have that play calling duty consistently throughout the entire season and another problem that i have is the excuse of deandre hopkins wanted more money and we were not able to pay that cobb is making 6.1 million dollars Cooks will be making $8 million and David Johnson will be making $11.1 million. That's a lot of money that the Texans are going to have to pay this very year. And you mean to tell me DeAndre Hopkins couldn't have gotten four or five extra million dollars? That further proves that reconstructing the Hopkins deal was definitely doable. You just did not want to. And now moving forward, the Texans have roughly $18 million left in cap space. The good thing about this deal, if it doesn't work out, they can end it next year and they will not have any dead money concerns.
0: So on a scale to one to 10, how much do you like this trade? You say you was on the fence. You you say you was on the fence with it.
1: Yeah. You know what? This is what I would say, because Cooks is a talented receiver. Outside of last year when Jared Goff and that offensive line with the offensive line was atrocious. And then Jared Goff just really got exposed for what he is uh, without a healthy Todd Gurley, who, by the way, had the funniest tweet, tweeted the Rams directly and said, hey, y'all late with my payments. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but But, um, you know, Brandon Cooks have had a 1,000 yards with the Saints. And there was a rumor that it was a three-team trade trying to get him back down to the Big Easy, but he's had a 1,000-yard seasons with the Saints, a 1,000-yard seasons with the Patriots, even with the Rams. He is a talented receiver. He's a good receiver. I compare Brandon Cooks when he is healthy (laughs) to a Tyreek Hill, which can be very useful with this team. We want to add that explosiveness to this offense. We definitely do. What really concerns me the most, which is why I'm not totally on board, is just two things. You guys lied to us. I can understand if you, if your reasoning behind it was you wanted to stay under the money and didn't want to have too much money in one place, which, which would be DeAndre Hopkins. But you mean to tell me these deals couldn't have gotten done and you couldn't have went out there? This draft is loaded with receivers. You could have gave Hopkins a little bit more money, and you still probably could have traded for, uh, not traded for, signed Ramon Cobb. what concerns me the most, which is scary as a man, five concussions in six years. That scares me. So, if I was on a scale of one to ten, I do like this trade. I actually, at first I did it as much, but I would say a seven, I like to trade. I just, they did get their fourth round back, they gave up the 57. What they do with the first pick in their draft at 40, it's very important. Now I think they shift their attention to defense.
0: Picking off where you left off, I do believe they do shift their attention to defense, and I do believe they will go out and draft an edge. That's my opinion, and that's a topic that we probably going to discuss next week. Now, John, hear me out. Listen, when the, when the deal first got made, I looked at the big picture. Did I like it? Hell no. I was confused. When you look at the big picture, you realize we gave up an all-talented receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, for David Johnson, Cooks, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Now, John, you know all week I've been preaching, if, if the players on the field can take their emotions out, they can make it work, correct? Absolutely. That's what I did. I, I took my emotions out of it. I looked at the big picture. And outside of the, of course, the concussions concern that Cooks has been going through a lot over the past couple of seasons. And I do believe if it wasn't for that concussion, he got in the first quarter of that Super Bowl loss against the Eagles. I do believe Tom Brady might be sitting on seven rings instead of six, but that's neither here or there. On a scale to one to ten, how much do I like this trade? John, you say it a seven. I'm gonna take it up a notch or two. I'm gonna say an eight point five. And I only say that due to the fact because at the end of the day, you look at a guy like Brandon Cook. He's 26 years old, so you can roughly say he's right in the middle of his prom. He's not gonna get no better, but hopefully, if he stays healthy, he damn sure not gonna get any worse. He might be the number one receiver that the Texans. Need. Now, granted, a lot of that is going to base off of the health of Will Fuller, but everyone knows by now you cannot bank on the health of Fuller. Cooks is a guy, I do believe, if it wasn't for the emergence of Michael Thomas in New Orleans during his rookie season, he would still be in the Big Easy catching balls from Drew Brees. But the fact that Michael Thomas, and you know I know this because you know the Saints are my number one team. If it wasn't for Michael Thomas recording over a thousand receiving yards in his rookie season, the Saints knew right then they had a generational talent. And, and and Cooks is just, you know, he's not a generational talent. You know, he's that he's he's a second-tier receiver. They shipped him off to, to New England. Now, you know, New England like making deals. I don't know why New England got rid of. Them. I mean, this was a guy that when he was with the Patriots, he was by far Tom Brady's best receiver. Second receiver, if you count Grunt, He goes to Los Angeles and he becomes the second best receiver. The only reason why, and and, and let me, let me, let me say this too. Cooks has played six years in the National Football League. Four out of the six years, this man has recorded over a thousand receiving yards. So this man has talent. And if it wasn't for that God-awful offensive line, and if it wasn't for Los Angeles just falling apart last season, Cooks would still be in Los Angeles, and Los Angeles would have been a hell of a lot better than they were last year. You bring him to Houston. Having a guy like Cooks in the mix of Fuller, Cobb, Steels, and the Johnson brothers This makes the Texans' offense a lot more scarier. Because, John, the same type of scenario I used last week, I'm going to use it again. Who are you going to cover when you go up against the Texans? They can hit you with multiple ways. Yes, I understand you've lost one of the best generational talents in Hopkins, but you remove Hopkins you replaced him with multiple guys who can light you up at any moment of any single week. Yes, you're right. I I like it, but but the biggest but of it all, just like Fuller, just like David Johnson, if Brandon Cooks can stay healthy once again... Last year, you only had one guy if he can stay healthy. Heading into this season, you have three guys... If they can stay healthy, I think the Texans are going to be better because of this trade. I know I'm going to be in the minority in this. I will accept that. And all I will say is let's just see how this 2020 season plays out. God forbid. Hopefully we get a season. But I do like this trade. And you're talking about a guy, Brandon Cooks, when he was in New Orleans. He was by far one of my favorite players to watch because he was balling with Drew Brees. But like I said, if it wasn't for the emergence of Michael Thomas, his rookie season recording over 1,000 receiving yards, he will still be in the Big Easy.
1: Well, let me say this. I, I I think when we look at Brandon Cooks and assess health with him, it's not kind of fair because our health concerns when him is not necessarily just playing, at least not for me, it's just staying healthy for yourself, Brandon Cooks, because out of 88 possible games, he started in 77. That's huge. He's only, especially when he became a four-time starter, because we know in his first year in New Orleans, he was not a four-time starter. That's when he recorded 550 yards. But since then, he's played 16 games, four out of the five seasons since then. And he's only missed two games that was last year with LA Rams due to injury. So his health concerns is kind of tricky, right? It's tricky because we know your past. You are not injury prone to say that you missed games, miss games for a hamstring, or miss games because of whatever. No, you're your 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 injury history that we can that we're concerned about is really, at least for me, your livelihood with those five concussions. In six years. That is the big concern. And a lot of those concussions came in the playoff games or whatever the case is. One thing I will say, I believe Houston has wanted to bring in Brandon Cooks since Tom Brady beat the Patriots. If you guys remember that electric Sunday game when Brandon Cooks caught that pass, nearly going out of bounds at the last second to beat the Texans. I believe the Texans have wanted their They want their share of Brandon Cooks ever since then. And you're right. The health concerns now is we're still Will Fuller. Kenny Stills, who really haven't dealt with that much issues in the past. He did deal with some last year. And now, collectively as a unit, here's my concern before we move on. Tim Kelly now has the duty of understanding you have to play with these guys collectively and get all of these talented receivers involved in order for this offense to go. So we know that, you know, Brandon cooks will be a Houston Texan moving forward and the Texans will pay him. $8 million this year alone. And I would definitely like to see Brandon Cooks finally get a consistent home somewhere that he does not have to worry about because it's been a while. Went from New Orleans to the Patriots to the Rams and now here in Houston. This is his fourth team in six years. But Cody, you had a chance to speak with a player that knows a lot about that, knows a lot about moving around and not really getting a chance to be comfortable until he settled here in Houston. And that's Darren Fells, who just this offseason signed his three-year deal worth $12 million total. Cody, can you just give the listeners a little insight of what that meant to speak with him about his transition, about life in football, and finally... Finding
0: a, a a real home to settle in. Um, I got a chance to speak with him last week. Go check out the article and you can argue that sports. And you know, you can actually sense this is a guy who's who's literally happy being in Houston. And and one of the biggest things that I took away from him was, you know, throughout his time in Arizona, throughout his time with, you know, his one year with the Lions and his one year with the Browns, the Texans actually unlocked his full potential of how good he can be. Because all those other teams were just using him as the lead block, t- block, blocking tight end, but the Texans, Bill O'Brien's mindset and in, in their game plan, they they saw something in fails that was like, hey, you know, this guy's more than a blocker. We can actually use him in our offense. And you know, I even mentioned it in in, in the story, the fact that the Texans gave fails an opportunity to showcase his entire potential it gave Deshaun Watson another reliable talking and it just goes back to what I've been saying all last week all this week and even a couple minutes ago if Kelly can get everyone on the same accord this offense might be one of the best in the league because I mentioned the Johnson brothers I mentioned that receiving core but I forgot. You still had Darren Fails and a guy in the in the connection between Watson and Fails. And he talked about how he was able to develop a relationship with Watson. And um he asked, he also talked about, you know, what we can expect from David Johnson, a guy who he was actually a former teammate with in Arizona. Fun interview, you know, one of the one of my favorite interviews I ever I ever did, you know, shout out to Darren Fels, you know, I wish him nothing but success here in Houston. And you can just tell, you know, he's he's just genuinely happy to be back in Houston.
1: Yeah, guys, and make sure you go over and check out the article at YouCanArgueThatSports.com. Again, that is YouCanArgueThatSports.com, a phenomenal interview that Cody really, you know, I he I showed us. His- ass on him. I hate to say it like that. I know this may be a family show nah. family sometimes, but hey, hey, listen, he did a, He did a really good job. So again, go check that out. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy. And like I always tell you guys, and you guys do it. So, you know, kudos to you. Tweet me whatever. Tweet me whatever, whenever. If I can't get to it immediately, then I'll get to it at another time. But I love you guys. I really do. And don't forget to follow Locked on Texas at Locked on Texas. And you can argue that sports at You Can Argue That on Twitter as well.
0: And please remember to follow me on Twitter at Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24.
1: Today is Friday, so have some fun on this Friday with your family and friends. We will see you guys Monday. Peace.